And then they came for Canada Day. That's right, the woke mob has done what they always do out of a tragedy, which is politicize it and find a way to undermine basic Western structures that we've held dear for years. There is a trend to cancel Canada Day due to the tragic discovery at the Kamloops Residential School. And today I'm speaking to someone who is against canceling Canada Day, and he's someone who has a really good understanding of Canadian history far better than myself. That is Aaron Gunn. He's a conservative commentator, very popular on Facebook, and I'm happy to call him a friend. So he's back today again. I've had him on before. He's back today to talk about canceling Canada Day. Spoiler alert, bad idea. We don't want to cancel Canada Day. I hope you enjoy our discussion. I know you will. Please like and subscribe. Don't forget to do so. And let me know your thoughts. I'm Angelo Sidoro, and this is Cancel This. Aaron, welcome back. It's good to be back, Angelo. Well, before we begin, I should note that out of all the guests I've had, Jordan Peterson, Gad Sad, Brett Weinstein, Deborah So, you are the only guest to come on twice on Cancel This. So first, how do you feel about that? Well, I wish I could be happier about it, but uh, of course, I know what we're going to be chatting about today. So I think I'm, I'm back for the wrong reasons uh, with regard to the state of the country and uh, the state of our culture and society right now, but always happy to shed light on some of these issues with you. Yeah, well, you know, I, I'm grossly une uneducated in a lot of these issues. Um, you know, to recap... British Columbia is sort of your political playground, and obviously there was a terrible discovery of 215 Indigenous children that were, you know, either killed or we don't know how they died, but they were at a Kamloops residential school some time ago, and this has started a dialogue in the country, which is another way of just saying that it's being politicized, and we are now in the midst of not only seeing statues come down again, as they do every summer now, apparently, but we're also having a discussion, if you want to call it a discussion. Rather, we're having a mo woke mob coming after Canada Day. C cancel Canada Day is now trending on Twitter, at least it was today. So we are on the midst of something really big. I mean, Victoria has already canceled Canada Day. So we'll see if other cities follow, if they want to outwoke each other. But this is the situation we're in. And... When I think of someone who understands Canadian history and understands the importance of these things, I think of you because you just get it. I'm an immigrant. I come from an immigrant background. You are very patriotic and you understand Canadian issues. So I want to get your take with this whole situation. I don't know where you can start, but it's a shit show. Yeah, well, I think this is kind of the natural conclusion of something that I've seen coming for a while. When you see them go after the statues, uh, they target specifically John A. McDonald. Why do they do that? Not because John A. McDonald had any particular hand in this in a particular policy. I mean, if you want to talk about residential schools, they started way before John A. McDonald. They continued long after. But their specific focus is on him because he's the founder of the country. And the goal of many of these radicals and these activists or these university professors who are kind of giving, giving oxygen to this movement is to uh, defame Canadian history, tear it down and tear down the institutions that, that were built many, many times hundreds of years ago and replace it with new institutions uh, that they think will be more just. 
Um, and it all stems from from the same kind of postmodernist stuff that I'm sure many of your other guests have talked about. And it is clear that that's what they're trying to do. And cancel Canada Day is the perfect. I mean, what a you know, they've determined and they figured out that it's very hard to argue to tear down the past of a nation and the institution of a nation without first making the individuals in that country dislike their own past history. And, and just with the general culture of patriotism, which obviously still still uh, permeates can- Canadian society. Yeah, it's a pretty good slogan, isn't it? Right. Like cancel Canada Day is a lot better than decapitate Sir John A. Macdonald. And I think, you know, there's a lot of narratives floating around where you have politicians or just, you know, the wokesters basically saying, well, it's only for this year. Like, let's just cancel it this year because of what we discovered and we'll have Canada Day next year. And I think, you know, you and I both know that if that happens, if if the country collectively cancels Canada Day, we're never going to have Canada Day again. It's just going to slowly and gradually slip away and it's going to be something that's gone. Now, for those listening, I don't want it to sound like we're both going to die on a hill for a holiday. I think what we're talking about here is something much larger in terms of what the other side wants to do. Now, for someone who, you know, buys into the idea that some people are good actors, that these people are, you know, their intentions are good in canceling Canada Day. They're not malicious. I personally believe they are. But let's say they aren't, right? How do you reconcile what happened in Kamloops with Canadian history? How, do, how, can we, how can we accept the past and move forward as Canada? Well, I think there's a couple things to kind of unwrap there. The first would be when you say what happened in Kamloops is 90% of the facts are still unknown in this case. So it's hard to reconcile. It's, it's hard to reconcile what is still primarily in, uh, innuendo uh, w- w- with Canadian history. So I think that's, that's the first part. I mean, if you look at the, I, I don't, I don't like making wild speculations cause I'd criticize others to doing the same, but for sure, if you studied that part of Canadian history, you would know that most, if not all of those, um, individuals that are buried there probably died from diseases. Um, in the case of tuberculosis diseases, that you usually acquire years in advance from actually dying from them. But of course the answer is still a tragedy because anytime a child dies, it's a tragedy and uh, we don't know. But um, the other thing, I think the bigger picture, Angelo is kind of regardless is that no country is perfect. No person's perfect. Uh, We're always changing. We're always evolving. We're always getting better. And that's not a reason to not celebrate your past and how far you've come. Uh, you look in Canada, this is arguably the greatest country in the world. It's full of opportunity. It's full of, uh, you know, pathways for success. Millions of people have come from all over the world. Every ethnicity, religion, creed, skin color, you name it, have come here, stayed, found success. And you can't say that about almost any other place in the world. So uh, the fact that we're not perfect um, is not a reason not to be proud of being Canadian. And uh, I think you look back at our history as well. I mean, this is a country that served as the arsenal for democracy through two world wars. This is a country that, you know, the founding of the nation, which usually involved campaigns of conquest and bloodshed, was 
accomplished primarily through compromise and negotiation. So I think there is lots to love about this country and its history and uh, how far we've come today. And I don't think the fact that 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 we're not perfect should should get in the way of that. So then what would you say? This is me playing devil's advocate because you and I basically agree on like 99% of things. So this is me as, well, actually, no, I was going to say this is me as an indigenous person, but I don't want to, let's pretend, (laughs) let's pretend an indigenous person walks up to you and says, look, I hear what you're saying, but it hurts me and my people to celebrate a country that you know killed my ancestors and abused us and treated us terribly you know how can i reconcile the pain that my people have felt with the apparent pride we should have in this country well i think there's uh there's a couple things to unwrap there the first is that there is and one of the things that these activists are capitalizing on is the profound ignorance of of most canadians of their own history I know J.J. McCullough, I think we were chatting earlier, had a, had a tweet that encapsulated this perfectly. Can't remember exactly what it said, but it, it's basically that, you know, most Canadians are debating these different historical figures after, you know, Googling them five minutes earlier. And uh, so I think that's a big challenge. And that's a big challenge for all Canadians, indigenous, indigenous or not. It's a profound amount of misinformation. Um, the, the truth is that uh, many of the challenges faced by Indigenous communities um, predate, predate John A. Macdonald, certainly. And when you want to talk about colonialism, I mean, colonialism, if you, in the context of history was, it was an inevitability. I mean, if the British, uh, didn't come to North America, somebody else would have come to, I mean, France was here already. Spain was here in different, different areas already. And, uh, so that was the case. And as, as since Canada was founded in 1867, I think we've done as good a job as any other country in the world of, uh, of, of, of being tolerant and, and uh, creating a place where people can come and, and, and succeed and raise their families. And we've been far from perfect, but that seems to be uh, the, the quote that I look, I'm looking at it is activists are trying to get people to see the glass as 50% empty when in reality it's 95% full. So there is a matter of perspective and optics, but there's also a huge level of misinformation that's being thrown into the mix as well. And uh, look, 100 years from now, 200 years from now, how are we going to look? Are we going to look perfect? Probably not, because we keep moving as a society forward into the future and improving and reflecting on our mistakes and getting better. So are we going to tear down all of our past? of everything that we're doing now in the future? I don't think so. And I just, I think it's gone to a point of ridiculousness where the next thing is they're going to be going around house to house trying to get us to tear portraits down of our own grandparents because they didn't meet some kind of magical moral standard that we've that we've reached in the last half decade that uh, wasn't apparently obvious to people growing up 100 or 80 years ago. Yeah, well, I certainly don't want to see my statue torn down. I think that would be just tragic for the country. But, you know, you raise a good point, which is that it's all comparative, that essentially, without sounding hyperbolic, Canada probably is the most liberal, the most tolerant, the most open and free country on earth, right? It doesn't make us perfect, but the fact is that right now, 
while we're talking about our past and what we've done to certain ethnic groups in the past, ethnic groups in China are being sent to detainment camps and are being, you know, genocided out of history. So it is essentially all comparative, especially when, you know, you just look at the rest of the world. And again, that doesn't mean we're perfect, far from it. But it makes you wonder to what degree are these activists trying to throw the baby out with the bathwater, where they want to deconstruct what the West is and build up some kind of cultural Marxist replacement. I mean, cancel Canada Day. As you know, Victoria passed a motion, city of Victoria, which is the capital of BC, passed the motion to cancel it. Now, I know the mayor of Victoria is a good friend of yours. Um, and she, well, she's not, is she? You've had essentially a past in relation to Victoria in relation to Sir Johnny MacDonald. Isn't that really like one of your biggest early advocacies? Was that wasn't that one of them that you yeah, was listening they, there's uh, a statue of Sir Johnny McDonald in Victoria that was taken down. Um, yeah, they tore it down out of nowhere in the summer of 2018. That caused a huge uproar. It really kickstarted this entire movement. If you've seen everything that came afterwards in Regina and Montreal, in uh, Charlottetown now, and um, uh, another place there in southern Ontario, close to London. So it all kickstarted here in Victoria. And, you know, it's about perpetuating this myth that John A. Macdonald was responsible for all of the ills that are now found in society, everything that happened with residential schools. Um, but really what they're looking to do, you've made the perfect point there, is deconstruct Canada. And that's what they're trying to do. And, you know, John A. Macdonald did the incredible feat of bringing these, these provinces together, these different colonies at the time together into a country uh, north of the United States that really had no, no, people did not think it was going to be successful. Delivered on that CPR railway through the Canadian Shield and Rockies, which no one thought was possible, which almost went bankrupt a handful of times, and was basically able to string a nation together while the United States had, a, you know, the manifest destiny of, of annexing everything north to Alaska. So he was able to pull that off. And he didn't do a perfect job by any stretch of the imagination, but he did probably better than anyone else could have. And the other truth that people don't want to acknowledge is that uh, without John A. Macdonald, life for Indigenous people would have been a lot worse. And that's another thing that is just this continues to go. There's the exchanges in the House of Commons where John A. Macdonald's getting relentlessly ass assaulted by the Liberal Party for providing food aid to Indigenous people. There is the push by John A. Macdonald to give all Indigenous Canadians the right to vote, which was opposed by the Liberals and actually reversed after he died in 1891. And there's the obvious fact that if Johnny MacDonald did not bring the country together, did not bring British Columbia and the West into Confederation, it would have been annexed by the United States and there would have been mass slaughters as happened in the American West uh, during the Indian Wars. So I think, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, as you pointed out, it's, it's an issue that, that is very close to my heart uh, because I do not like seeing history being misrep misrepre misrepresented. Uh, I do not like seeing individuals who being attacked and slandered who are dead and unable to defend themselves. And um, I especially don't like it because I know it's being done with an ulterior motive to deconstruct this country and its institutions by trying to remove the foundations for which Canadian patriotism drive its meaning and and reason for existence from 
Yeah, well, it's really well said, especially the point about the annexation, which is the funny, nuanced reality, which is that were it not for Sir Johnny MacDonald, were it not for that railroad being pushed to the West, uh, and, you know, I think it's not even in dispute that that was really him pushing for that, Canada most likely would have been annexed by the United States. And we wouldn't even be sitting here talking about Canada Day or the Kamloops Residential School because it, Indigenous people would have been wiped out as they were um, in the Manifest Destiny in, in the U.S. So that's really the nuance that isn't being applied here. But as you said, these people are acting, these people, these activists are acting maliciously. It's not really a question of applying nuance. It's a question of deconstructing. So, I mean, here, here's the question. Is, is Canada Day going to be cancelled? Do you think Canada Day, this movement to cancel Canada Day is going to be successful? I think it depends on who rises to oppose the attempts by these radicals to do just that. I think they're making traction. They're clearly getting traction. I do not think they have anywhere near to a majority support in this country. I think they're going to find a very uphill battle on this because Canadian patriotism is reasonably well ingrained in our culture. But the problem right now is we have too many people. You can call them, I don't even like calling them conservatives because I think most level-headed liberals would, would agree the same thing, um, who are too scared to fight back or to, um, you know, they don't have, uh, these activists don't have the numbers, but they have the passion, they have the energy, and they have the ideological commitment to carry on this fight to the end. And to me, it's still unclear if those level-headed individuals who would oppose them have that same level of determina determination and resilience to match them. But I think that'll be a fight. Um, you see the same thing happening in the United States, but I think we're in a much tougher tougher place here because Canadian history and patriotism and nationalism is not as ingrained in our culture as it is down in the, in the U.S. Yeah, I, I'm sort of with you and kind of blaming conservatives because the issue is that you have these activists who are very minor in numbers and they're pushing ideas that the vast majority of Canadians probably don't agree with. But then you have this fear on the right where if you're someone and this isn't bashing him in any way it's just a fact you know stockwell day went on the news and said canada is not a racist country and he got destroyed for it he had to step down from the committees he was on he's not allowed back on the show i mean it just destroyed everything and then he ended up apologizing for it right mm -hmm. whereas you were in a similar position where you dared you know declare that canada and british columbia are not systemically racist and you were, were, you know, defamed by NDP MLAs and called a racist and you fought back against it and nothing happened. You know, nothing happened in the good sense. Like nothing, you're still here. You're not made out of salt and glass. Life moves on and you made your point. So how can people adopt that grit of not caring or maybe not caring is the wrong term. It's fearlessness, right? How can people be more fearless? Well, I think Jordan Peterson uh, kind of proved this, the same point that you're trying to make. I think part of the problem is, I mean, the media is a huge part of the problem. And there's a lot of people that are, behold, that are beholden to the media. For example, Stockwell Day had a panel spot on, on the CBC. Uh, people that have their careers and livelihoods tied to corporate Canada 
Uh, corporate Canada is very fearful of um, the mainstream media. The same thing happened with the Edmonton Eskimos, with them changing their name. It's because some company, insurance company in Quebec, decided to pull sponsorship and tried to increase pressure so the team folded uh, automatically, uh, almost immediately. So I think that how do we now? So for in my situation, I've built my own platform that is kind of, you know, the left can come at me with all all that they want. The mainstream media can come at me as much as they want, and it's not going to hurt me. If anything, it probably makes me stronger. So and the same thing happened with with Peterson with the many attempts to to cancel him. So um, and by the way, I think that's why you see this growing move to by the left to try to crack crack down or pressure tech companies to censor people and remove them from their platforms because that's one of the things that's standing in the way of of them having complete control over the narratives in society and closing that Overton window completely is the fact that most people still have uh, a reasonable uh, freedom to express themselves over these alternate channels. So um, yeah, but how, how do you get more people? I think, but the one thing that I will say actually to your point, Angelo, is that politicians like those in the conservative party really have no excuse because those people can't be canceled. They can only be canceled by the voters. And I guess backbench MPs could be, you know, or have a certain degree of vulnerability. But if you're the leader of the conservative party or you're the leader of a right-leaning party in a province or any party for that matter, you have a, have a degree of power where you can't really be forced out in the same way. Um, but I think that's also you have a certain amount of responsibility to not cower and capitulate and fold your hand on every single issue, uh, particularly ones where you're in the right and you know that you're in the right. Very well said. So to, to just cap everything off here, I want to know, what are you up to lately? You filmed season one of Politics Explained, which for those who, of you who don't know, if you go on his Facebook, on Aaron's Facebook, you can see an entire season of a series all about Canadian politics, but I understand you're filming season two. Is that correct? Yeah, we're filming season two. We probably have another three weeks left filming, and then we'll be uh, releasing it uh, this summer. And we're covering seven different episodes. And uh, of course, you may have also heard that there's there's certain political rumors circulating uh, about what I may or may not do in provincial politics here in British Columbia. But uh, we're just going to reserve those decisions. Uh, till after politics explained uh, season two. All right. You heard it here, folks. Aaron, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me. All right. Thanks. All right. That was Aaron Gunn. He's a conservative commentator. You can find his content on Facebook primarily. That's also where you can find his series, Politics Explained. He has season one up there for free. You don't have to pay a penny. And he also has season two coming out right now. I highly, highly recommend it. And I'm not just saying that because he's a friend. It's really, really great content. With that said, let me know what you thought. If you're listening to this on Spotify and Apple, please share it. Please give us a good review. If you're watching this on YouTube, please like and subscribe. It's really, really helpful. Until next time, I'm Angelo Sodoro, and this is Cancel This.